jump into the Word today. We have um, an amazing uh, series we've been in called Asymptomatic, and we're going to end it today. And then next week is Super uh, Bowl Sunday. And so we're going to have uh, you, if you'd like to wear your favorite jersey or whatever, we're going to have some uh, special treats in the lobby and wear the favorite, your favorite team jersey, and we're going to celebrate Super Bowl Sunday. Um, this series, Asymptomatic, we've been looking at where uh, the, the concerns of this pandemic have been people that were infected but had no signs or symptoms, asymptomatic. And so if you're infected and have no symptoms, it was very scary uh, in the pandemic because you didn't know uh, who had it, so you had to mask up more and things like that. And so uh, God spoke to me at the beginning of this series and said, one of the biggest dangers in the kingdom is people that have been infected with faith but show no signs or symptoms. People that have met Jesus but don't really show symptoms or signs and people can't tell that that's the case. And so he's been looking and talking with us about Revelation chapter 3, uh, where he rebu rebukes kind of or counsels the Laodicean church. It was really a picture of the end time church. And he said they'd become lukewarm. And he says, I counsel you. And he gives three things to buy gold refined in the fire. We've looked at buying real value, true value from God, not value from the world, but value from God that you can, if you're getting your value from the world, you go asymptomatic in your faith. And then, and then we looked at where Jesus says, buy white garments for me. And we looked at buying real virtue, virtue from God, holiness for God, living pure, making a decision in a, in a perverted culture. Come on. In a perverted world to make a decision to live pure and to, to live holy. And it's a decision we have to make. Jesus said, I want you to buy these garments for me. Not condemnation, not guilt, a bucket of grace, shame off of you, but God's garments onto you, uh, holiness and purity from God. And then we looked last week at buying salve for your eyes. Jesus said, I want you to buy salve for your eyes. We looked at really vision and what it looks like to get our eyes up and our eyes on God. And I want to end that today with vision. I'm going to stay around vision and, and really look at several things that we need to do uh, to leave lukewarm living. That's my thought for today. We're going to begin in Revelation 3. I'm going to read the whole passage real quick to you. And then uh, we're going to jump into the word. Revelation 3, 14 through 18 says this. And to the angel of the church of Laodiceans write, these things, these things says the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of creation. I know your works that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were cold or hot. Many theologians and people and pastors preach this so wrong. They say that God wishes you were cold and away from him and hard hearted because he could actually get a cold, hard hearted heart. Uh, on fire for him easier than a lukewarm heart or he wishes that you were hot and on fire but he, but he hates that you're lukewarm that's not what God's saying he's saying I wish that you were cold or hot I wish that you had put some preparation into your worship I wish that you had prepared something that was cold and refreshing for me or that was hot and healing for me but you've just slopped something together that's lukewarm he said I could wish you were cold or hot so then because you were lukewarm and neither cold nor hot I will vomit you out of my mouth because you say, here, here's why they're lukewarm. I am rich and have become wealthy and have need of nothing. Come on, it's easy in our, in our culture. It's easy in our, in, in our Uber Eats world to have need of nothing. And, and you do not know that you're wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. Jesus is getting down to the point. Come on, I, I didn't say it. Don't, don't get mad at me in church, okay? He said it. And then verse 18, I love it. I counsel you to buy from me. Not, not I, I chastise you, not I cast you aside, none of that. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich, white garments that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. How many of you know that all, all the way back to the garden, God was clothing us? They, they, were, they, were, they were ashamed by nakedness and God said, I've got you covered with Jesus. 
that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed and anoint your eyes with salve that you may see. My title for today, very simple, is Leaving Lukewarm Living. Leaving Lukewarm Living. Let's pray real quick. Father, thank you for the fire of, and passion of your spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that it's your work, not ours in us. And that, that we can't leave lukewarm without your help. That, Lord, you know, you know our hearts, you know what um, has our attention. And we just turn it to you today. We thank you that you've promised to counsel us and that we'll do what you counsel. In Jesus' name, we want to see you, Jesus, so we can become more like you. Amen? Amen. Leaving lukewarm living. As I was thinking of this title, I've been preaching on this chapter, lukewarm living. Everything that's lukewarm has been standing out to me. And just, I can't help like, oh, that's lukewarm. Oh, that's lukewarm. And come on, there's nothing worse than lukewarm french fries, somebody. Come on. Come on. And the, wor the worst thing besides lukewarm french fries, like lukewarm steak fries. Come on, somebody. That's a... Uh, you know what I mean? Like you bite, it's like a, it's like a potato on the inside. Not even, it's not hot. It's not crunchy, lukewarm. I went, I went to get in the shower. You know, you, you got the shower, you turn it, you turn it to hot and you go to get in and you feel it with your hand to think it's okay. And you think it's ready, but it's still lukewarm. And you get in, you're like, ah, it's still kind of cold. It's like lukewarm. It's terrible. That's, there's nothing worse than lukewarm living. So many things, lukewarm soup. Come on. A lukewarm shower. Ah, uh, a lukewarm waiter. Y'all know, oh, yeah. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> a lukewarm cashier, what you want? <laughs> Hurry up, <laughs> come on, a, a lukewarm, any, any, anybody in the service industry that's lukewarm, you know what I'm talking about, a lukewarm date, what do you want to do? I don't care, <laughs> what do you want to eat? I don't know. A lukewarm marriage? Don't look, don't look, don't look. <laughs> lukewarm worship? Have you ever worked with Mr. and Mrs. Lukewarm? My kids sometimes, they, I'm like, what do you want to do? We can, we've been in the Bahamas with my kids. Wait, I don't know. I don't know. What do you want to do? Look at this ocean, paradise. Oh, we go inside, go watch MTV. I mean, lukewarm. Like, what do you want to do? I don't want to do nothing. We got this to eat. We got that. We don't have nothing good to eat. I'm like, we got a whole pantry full. What do you want to eat? I don't want to have nothing to eat. Lukewarm. Just like, it's, it's lukewarm. Sometimes just blah. You know what I mean? Just lukewarm. I don't know. The devil's gotten me lukewarm before. Come on, in 2020, there was moments of lukewarm in my own life. Like, God, I'm lukewarm. I need, I'm just blah. Like the devil, I think, has done a huge job of getting his church lukewarm. Getting us just, just attending and just kind of just trying to snuff out the fire of our life. Jesus says, listen, if you're lukewarm, I'm going to vomit you out of my mouth. I'm like, well, that's intense. I don't like vomiting. Come on, I've got a fear of vomiting. I think like if I begin to vomit, I'll never get to breathe again. I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, can I get another breath, Lord, please? I'm like, and I'm a courtesy puker. If you vomit, I vomit. <laughs> If I see it, I go, if you do it, I'm doing it with you. Like, and so I definitely don't want to be the guy that makes God gag. I don't want to be the guy that has God going, like, like you're taking a bite of something and it's just nasty. And the first thing you do, you're like, oh, 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 oh. God says, if we live lukewarm, that's how he feels about us. That like, literally he wants to get that out of our mouth. It's like, that's, that's good. He's like, I can't do that. And you and I have to make a decision not to live lukewarm. Like, like being hot or cold is intentionality. Being hot or cold in the things of God takes us making an effort to worship and to pursue God and to believe God for more and for, for our future and what he has for us. 
And here's one of the most intentional ways you can come out of being lukewarm. I don't, I don't know, maybe you're not in that boat, but, but one of the greatest ways you can come out of that, it won't be on your, on your screen, but next Sunday, we have Connect Group Rally, somebody. Come on. We have... We have 30 plus connect groups. We have hiking groups and, and, and Bible studies and, 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 and groups for students and groups for young adults and, and it's smaller groups that meet around the community where we do life together and make relationships. And, 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 and you know what it really means? Have you ever seen a fire start with one stick? You've never seen it. You, you can't start a fire with one stick. You ever seen a drink get cold with one cube? Come on, I've been on mission trips. They give you one cube. There you go, bloop. I'm in Cuba. You gave me one cube. That thing lasts for like three seconds. You, you know, you, and, and so connect groups are people coming together and, and there's a fire and there's a heat and there's a refreshing and, and it's doing life together where you actually can move out of being lukewarm when you begin to practice your faith and worship with other people in community. So I'd encourage you next week, we're gonna have booths set up. We're gonna have groups. You can go online and sign up for one of our groups. I promise you, if you've been feeling like, Man, I'm a little bit blah, I'm a little bit stagnant. I'm telling you, jump into a connect group, sign up for a connect group, decide to maybe go to one and then lead one. We've got freedom groups, they're amazing groups to help you walk in the tree of life and not live in the tree of good and evil and, 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 and come out of addictions and habits. We've got some amazing things. So I wanna encourage you, that's not even part of my sermon, but I really think it's powerful to come out of lukewarm living that way. I, I got a staff that's so on fire for God. I'm so thankful. We do creative meetings, and Chris right here is on the front row. Many of you know Chris. Would y'all give Chris, our student pastor, a hand? What's up, man? We love you so much. He's our hype guy, man, and, and he just, he, we'll be in a creative meeting, and like, we, the meeting's going, and, and, and we're throwing out ideas, and we're brainstorming. I love it, because everybody's on fire. Have you ever been in one of those meetings, everybody's like, what do you want to do? Like, I don't care. I don't know. Like, you know, any ideas? No, that's not, that's not what happens in our meetings, and so we're throwing out ideas, and things are happening, and Chris will go, We'll get, we'll think we, we'll think we get to the end of it. He'll go, hey, 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 just, just hear me, just hear me, just hear me, just hear me, just hear me one more minute, just hear me, just hear me for a second. What if? Every time, I'm like, we're all ready, we're waiting for it. He's like, it's always like, there's this what if. And then, and, and then he comes up with this idea. Some of them are crazy, some of them are amazing, but, but I love it. It's just, it's just what if, come on, listen to me. What if is this vision word? What if is this future word? What if is this, is this word of God, this word that just opens up the possibilities? And there's this what if vision for your life. I just want you to begin to ask yourself the question like, what if it's gonna take vision and it, for you to walk into greatness and purpose that God has for you? For you to leave lukewarm living, it's gonna take a what if mindset, a what if vision, a what if the future, what, what if it could happen, an expectation and an anticipation. What if God in 2020? Maybe some of you've been feeling blind coming into 2021, feel like you got hit by, 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 by all types of stuff. And you gotta, you gotta say, okay, wait, God, I, I need vision for this next year. Listen to this, a person without a future will always return to their past. Like if you're not believing what if for 2021, you're gonna go back. Like what if God this year, what, what if this happens? I mean, what's the power that you're drawing me into God? I wrote this down, you can put it, it'll be on your screen, you can put it in your notes. Vision gives us a future. Vision gives me a future, vision gives you a future. And Jesus says, put salve on your eyes, get vision, like get a future. Believe for anticipate of your anticipation in your future. I, I gotta get vision in my life to get a future. And here's the thing, you might feel like, man, I've been blind in 2020. 
And it reminded me of the story of the man that was born blind. Do you remember the story in, in John 9? There's a man born blind and he can't see. And Jesus walks by and they're all accusing of whose fault it was that he was born blind, who sinned and all that. It's just a mess. And Jesus says, no, but for God's glory. Sometimes you go through blindness for God's glory. Sometimes you face some scenarios and situations and perspectives that you can't understand because God wants to get glory. If you remember the story, he gets healed and then the Pharisees start rebuking him and go, who healed you? He goes, I don't know. And they're like, who was it? And he's like, I don't know. All I know is I was blind, but now I see. And they go, well, who did it? And, and he's like, Jesus. And they're like, he's from the devil. And the guy's like, I don't know anybody from the devil that opened up anybody's eyes. And they're like, well, he's from the devil and we're from Moses and there's this big legalistic battle between them. And this dude, listen, preaches the greatest sermon that anyone's ever preached to the legalistic Pharisees. Can I, can I tell you something? A season of blindness can lead to the boldest sermons in your life. There's seasons of blindness that we go through that all of a sudden God will begin to create a sermon inside of you so that people around you can meet a savior that gave you sight. And you can go, I don't know, but now I see. Listen to me, I don't know. I was blind, but now I see. Going into 2021, I'm leaving Luke. I was lukewarm, but now I see. I'm leaving lukewarm living. I just believe that we gotta leave it. God told me to tell somebody, somebody, maybe I'm talking to me, somebody, leave it. Leave it. Leave it. Come on, leave it. Tell five people, leave it. Leave it. Leave it. Come on, we're leaving lukewarm, lukewarm living. Here, here's the thought. Vision requires leaving. Vision always requires leaving. Leave the mundane. Leave the habit. Leave the stuck place spiritually. Leave where you are. Leave the lukewarm life. Decide. I'm going to get leave the, the leave this, the, the patterns you've been in. I'm going to leave it. Here's some things you got to leave to get vision. You ready? I'm going to give you three simple things today. Number one, leave your past pain for purpose. Leave, your, leave it. Leave your past pain for purpose. Right now, today, leave the emotional pain. Leave the hurt. Leave the bitterness. Leave the, leave the offense. Leave whatever you went through. If you want to get out of lukewarm living, leave the past pain. I know it was real. I know it happened. Here, listen to me. I know you have emotions around it. The emotions are valid. They're there. That means they're valid. But what you have to do is you have to recognize them. Many of you are just running through the emotions. Ignoring the emotions, covering up the emotions. Hear me, you'll never regulate it if you can't recognize it. And God's saying, if you're gonna leave it, you gotta recognize it. Slow down, God, why am I having this emotion? What am I feeling? Okay, now I can regulate it and now I can actually get authority over it and decide I'm gonna leave it behind. Listen to me, there are pains and there are passions that we've been through and pain and passion are great initiators for you to leave something behind, but they are terrible sustainers. Like if you want to get in shape this year, if you want to leave negative thinking, if you want to leave uh, lukewarm living, you might have passion or you might have had pain. You're like, I'm going to leave it. Listen to me. Passion and pain will help you initiate, but they won't, won't sustain you. Here's the thing that'll sustain you. Value. Value. If you, want to, if you want to leave something and you actually want something sustained in your life, you need to begin to know how valuable God's grace is and how valuable you are. Come on, you're more valuable healthy without that thought. You're more valuable without bitterness. You're more valuable than anything God ever looked at the universe and said, I'm gonna give my most valuable son in exchange for them. 
the value on your life. God is not mad at you. He's madly in love with you. And you need to leave lukewarm living by understanding your value. If you'd see the value of you. Come on, you've already, listen to me. There's a scripture that says, uh, it is not I that live, but Christ that lives in me. I've been crucified with Christ. And, and most of us use that as a declaration of defeat. Well, I'm just crucified with Christ. Just crucified with Christ, going through it. No, 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 it's a declaration of victory. I've been crucified with Christ. I've hung on the cross with Christ. I've paid my dues with Christ. I've suffered with Christ. I've gone through it with Christ. I've got value. I don't have to, you know, we're in a culture, pay your dues. You did pay your dues. You paid your dues on the cross in Christ. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, this life I live, I don't live by, I, don't li I live by faith in the Son of God. I, I walk in this declaration of victory. I walk in value. Therefore, listen, since you have value, you can actually leave the pain behind. You can actually leave the lukewarm living behind. Y'all follow me today? I think so many of us have, have held on to pain and hurt and offense. I don't know what happened in 2021. I had a missionary friend in Africa years ago driving down the road. There was this young lady carrying a, a water pot, tr the traditional water pot, walking for miles. I mean, it's just a hard scenario. And, and this missionary goes by in a pickup truck, stops, picks her up, says, offers her a seat in the back of the truck. She gets in the back. There's a different people in the back of the pickup truck in the, in the bed. She gets in the back of the truck. He drives about another mile down the road, hitting the dusty, the, the dusty road and hitting the bumps and all that. Looks in the rearview mirror and sees her sitting in the back of the pickup truck with the jug of water on her head still. And he stops the truck and he goes back and he climbs up in the bed with her and he just, just reaches out and just takes this off of her and just sets it down. And you just hear this sigh, just ah. Man, many of you have allowed God to pick you up and God to save you and God to work in your life, but you're still carrying shame and carrying pain and carrying like, oh, guilt and carrying, carrying things like I'm not good enough. And God say, no, 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 let me just leave that. Let me just take that off of your life. And there's no shame and no guilt. Jesus did everything that he's called us to do and he did it and he, he finished it and sustained it. Come on, I just, I just think that there's value in your future and you've got to leave your past. If you've got to leave your past to walk into your future. I wrote it this way. You can't be one with your future carrying the pain of your past. So if you want to get out of lukewarm and you need vision, come on, you got to, you got to let it go. Decide to, to, to grab a hold of your future. My wife and I, we were in California several years ago. And remember those high ropes courses we did? We were on, anybody ever done high ropes? We're on high ropes courses. And, and there's these little, I mean, it's everything shaking. You're about to die, you know, and you're, you're harnessed in. And this one lady, and it, they're teaching us life lessons. And you have to go from these one little, tiny little disc that you're standing on. And, and then and everything's shaking, you know, and everybody's cheering you on. And you've got to take, and you've got to step to this other p platform and this piece. And this thing, the whole time you're holding this rope, and it's shaking. And you're, and you're just trying. And this one lady could not, with all that she had, she could not let go of this rope on this side and take the step to come into the next rope. And we're all, and she's just shaking. And, and finally, as she goes to do it, she won't. And she just grabs this rope and she just dangles there for like 15 minutes. Just dangling because she wouldn't let go of the past. Dangling because there was more safety that she thought in what she was already standing on than the future of what she thought she could grab a hold of. All of us were cheering her on. All of us were begging her to take that next step. She's harnessed in. She can't fall. Can't is a Tennessee word. <laughs> She can't fall. 
And, and God's got her, and she won't take that step. Many of you, listen, many of you, you know God's tell, call, calling you to take another step. Let go of something. Let go of pain. Let go of bitterness. Let go of the offense. Let go of what happened. Let go of the, what the expectation. Let go of, let go. Leave it, but you're still clinging to what you think is safer than taking that leap of faith to what God has for you in the future. And I just got to encourage you today. You cannot be one with your future clinging to the pain of your past. Let it go. Leave it. Number two, leave your comfort for calling. Somebody say, "Uh uh-oh. Leave your comfort. Come on, those of you at home, I love you. You're comfortable right now. Get up, do some jumping jacks. Come on, you got a calling. Leave your comfort for calling. If you're going to step into on fire for God, not living lukewarm, you're going to be called to take a step away from comfort. Just like that young lady we were with in California, it was comfortable clinging to that rope. But, but there was a calling out here. People were calling her on. It took some boldness to leave comfort, the comfort of the pain, the comfort of the past. Come on, some of y'all are comfortable dangling around that bitterness. Comfort, comfortable coddling that offense. It's familiar, it's easy, but, but there's, there's something that God wants you, and, and you've got to leave that comfort to step into what God has for you. Leave the comfort. Anytime you're taking a step, God's going to ask you to do something you're uncomfortable with. Maybe you've got to get, maybe you heard me talk about connect groups. You're like, man, I cannot, my personality, I cannot. We have online groups. You can stay in your jammies and do it. We have, we have all types of groups. We have groups for young people, old people, people in between, all types of people. And it might be a step for you to get involved. It might be something uncomfortable for you. Maybe it's on this worship platform. Maybe you have a gift of, of an instrument or worship, or maybe you have a gift with, with production or technology. Listen, maybe you have something that God wants you to use. Maybe it's generosity. Maybe you've never been comfortable tithing or giving. You're like, well, the church just wants my money. No, we don't. Listen, we give, we, get, we give so much money away. Our heart is to facilitate the, the hands and feet of God in the planet. And, and so maybe there's something that you, you haven't been, you've just been comfortable with and God's telling you to step into something uncomfortable and stretch. If you're gonna do something for God and get out of lukewarm living, it's always gonna require you stepping out of the comfortable and stepping into the unknown. And it's not easy. I don't know if it's at work that God has you saying, I want you to take a step. Maybe, maybe you want to put your hat in for that promotion and you've been scared. Oh, they'll overlook me and I'm not valuable enough and they won't. Maybe, but maybe you just need to... Chris and I were talking the other day about high schools and reaching students. And we, we, listen, it's not easy. I was a youth pastor. It's not easy going into high schools and knocking on doors and going, hey, I'm here to serve and help. You know, it's not, that's not easy and comfortable. And as our youth pastor, he's the coolest dude I know and, uh, and fun and all that. But I told him the other day, I'm like, hey man, what, and he, what's, what is our thought about getting into high schools? What are we doing? We, he sends out about 15 or 20 emails the next day and 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 we're both thinking like man is anybody gonna you know schools are busy principals are busy is anybody gonna write back he gets I don't know how 15 emails back with confirmations from principals and assistant principals and coaches come on somebody you know what the devil will tell you the devil will tell you oh you can't do that and you can't step out like that and no one's gonna pay attention and they're not gonna care and they're not gonna respond and they're too busy and you're not gonna get the promotion and it doesn't matter and why send the email come on guys step out of your comfort zone maybe you need to lead a connect group well no one's gonna listen to me yeah they will people are hungry for what God has in you and in each other man God listen to me God will meet you out of the context of your comfort zone God will meet you. 
Some of you have gotten so comfortable in how you serve God right now. I want to applaud some of you. Some of you are in this church today as visitors and we shout and we clap and we, and we have loud music and that's not comfortable for you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for being in here and going, okay, what does God have to say to me in this? Do you know God will meet you outside of the context of your comfort zone? Have you ever seen somebody out somewhere and you knew you knew them, but you just didn't recognize them? I mean, you recognize them, but you didn't know who they were. I was at a restaurant a few, few years ago and I saw this lady. I'm like, man, I know her. You know, you start running through your mind about how you know her, where, what, who is that? Man, I know her and it's bugging me and I'm not shy. So I got up, <laughs> I walked across the restaurant and I was like, man, I, I know you. You're so familiar. She's like, well, I have one of those faces. And then I see her husband staring at me. I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm gonna introduce myself to you. I'm not hitting on your wife, I promise. And so I'm just, I'm, and so I introduced myself to her husband. I meet the kids and I'm like, where do I know you from? I'm talking to her. She goes, I'm, I'm the manager at Whole Foods. I'm like, that's it. And, and, and I went from recognizing her to building this deeper relation. Now I know her husband, I know her kids, I know her family. I, I recognized her only in the context I was familiar with. But I didn't recognize her outside of the context I was comfortable with. Many of you only recognize God in the inside of the context you're comfortable with. And so if you get into a conversation with someone of a different political persuasion, a different race, a different nationality, a different age, you're like, God ain't even in this. And you can't recognize God outside of something that you're not comfortable with. And I, I just want to encourage you, listen, I, I, maybe, maybe it's getting radical in your praise. Maybe it's lifting your hands. Like, I don't lift my hands. Maybe, I know, you're not comfortable with that. Maybe you'll recognize God in a new way and meet him in a, different, a deeper way if you decide to go, you know, I'm gonna surrender a little bit. Maybe it's a, a different level of worship. Do you know the first time I went to Bible school and all the kids, I'm a, I'm, I was 32 years old at Bible school. All the kids are 18. They're all jumping up and down. I'm sitting back there in the married section like, I, ain't, I can't dance. They're hopping for Jesus, man. The Holy Spirit says, jump. I'm like, oh, all right. You know why I didn't? Because I was afraid I was going to look stupid. The fear of man. Some of you get so locked up with the fear of man and worried about what somebody's going to think that there's still chains and bondages on you and you can't step into what God has for you because you won't leave the uncomfortable. You won't step into the uncomfortable. I started jumping. It wasn't about an uh, activity of jumping. Chains broke off of me. I literally, the first time I put my hands up, you know, come on, some of y'all worship right here with your hands right here. I get it. Like you go here. The first time I went here, not caring what anybody in the room thought, chains just broke off my life things just changed when you hear us say well jump put your hands up it's not because we're contemporary worship we don't have a contemporary service no we're bible people lift your hands all you people shout unto the lord with a voice of triumph worship him with the cymbals and the timbrels and the drums and the lyres and the, the harp and the, with your voice shout unto god we're bible people and I, and I just think we've been so dumbed down and by, by the devil getting us scared to step out of the uncomfortable 
Tonight we've got an encounter. It's going to be a powerful night. We're going to pray for the presence of God and healing and, and people to you know, ask for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Some of you don't even know that the gifts of the Holy Spirit exist. There's nine of them given to you to overcome the works of the enemy and to bring God's kingdom into the planet. We're going to pray for those tonight. I just, I'm proud of you. I am. I'm proud of you for saying, you know what? I want to leave lukewarm living. I want to see a vision come into my life. I'm going to step out of comfort for calling. I got a few minutes left. The last one, leave your worry for worship. I think that the enemy's got us so worried and so fearful. You can't have any vision if you're worried all the time. Come on. And, and, and it's been perpetuated into the Christian household. There's been so much weird, like, like weird type of, of, of prophecy stuff and weird type of news. And, and, and we have all people bought into it. And so we're scared to worship because we're so worried. And, and listen to me. Worry cannot coexist with worship. And, and, and worry cannot stay where worship persists. Worry cannot exist where worship persists. And sometimes we have so much worry and you're saying, well, God, I don't know if I can step out and I don't know if I can take my future. And I don't know some of our greatest fears about our future. And the enemy says, you know what? If you take a hold of your future and you step into it, you're gonna mess it up and you're gonna fail. And you, you are if it's in your hands. But if it's in God's hands and you decide, God, take my future and I'm going to leave some stuff and step into what you have for me. Matthew 6, 25 says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about life. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about what you'll eat or drink. Do you know that those people were starving when Jesus said that? Theologians believe that they were starving. He said, don't worry about what you'll eat or drink. Can you imagine someone telling you that? God, you don't care. Don't worry about what I eat or drink. He says, no, no, no. I know that if you seek me and if you worship me and you give your life to me, all that other stuff will be taken care of. What he's saying is, if I'm creator, I'm also sustainer. And so often we worry about our future more than anything. The markets and the, and the pandemics and the vaccines and, the, and, and, and all of the doom and gloom. And we've got these prophets that just prophesy stuff about, you know, I remember years ago, some of my family members are into it and they're listening to some prophet dude. And he's like, I have the twin towers and it's the end of the world. And they came down and there's wings of a beast on the towers and the beast is this and that. I'm like, are you, are you crazy? You're selling books. I'm not buying Trust God, love people, and worship. And don't allow fear, don't allow fear to perpetuate in your life. You know, if you took fog in New York City, spread it out seven blocks and made it 100 feet deep, you wouldn't see a thing. But if you evaporated it, you know what it would equal? One glass of water. I mean, some, some of you, you can't see your way through some things right now. And literally, if you'll begin to worship, God will take what blinded you, what hindered you, and he'll hydrate you with it. <laughs> One glass of water. I promise you, if you'll begin to worship and say, God, you know what? I've been lukewarm because I've been scared. I, I want to get on fire for you. Begin to worship. I can't see the future. God, he's got the future in his hands. God, I give it to you. I worship you. I lay my life down before you. God, I believe in you. I'm gonna close and pray for you today. Some of you just need to leave your comfort zone. Some of you need to leave worry. Some of you need to leave your past pain. Jesus says, put vision on your eyes, put salve on your eyes, get a vision. What if? What if, God? 
The scriptures, you know the story when God told Abraham to leave. Come on, leave it. He said, I want you to leave your country. I want you to go to a place I'll show you. And he gives him one command and seven promises. I'll make you a blessed nation. I'll make your enemies run from you. Anybody that curses you, I'll curse. I'll make you a great name. He gives seven, one command, seven promises. Some of you have been scared to step into the command God's given you because you've forgotten the promises he's given. Anytime I ask my kids to do something growing up, I always had an incentive attached to it. Come on, somebody. If you eat your peas, you get dessert. If you get a good grade, you get a dollar. If you'll go here and not argue, I'll get you a toy. When they were younger, they got trinkets and candy and little, little $1 things from the dollar store. But as they got older and took bigger leaps of faith that asked them, the prizes and incentives got bigger. I don't want to snowboard for that. Oh, you do. Now it's $20 an A. Come on, somebody. We pay for A's. And, and, and now it's higher incentives because the leap of faith is greater. Can I tell you that every leap of faith you take has a lucrative reward in God? I promise you, as you take a leap today and you decide, you know what, I'm, I'm coming out of January. We're in 2021. We've been praying and fasting 21 days. Come on, I hope some of y'all have been praying and fasting with us. Some of y'all were too lukewarm to pray and fast. I get it. I love you. You couldn't give up coffee. You couldn't give up. I'm just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just, I'm gonna love you with, with a pastoral love right now. 21 days of prayer and fasting. We just, this is the last day. Somebody asked me in the hall, I said it last week. Somebody asked me in between services. This is first service, so you didn't hear this last week. Second service in the hall. Somebody said, well, pastor, you're already a vegan. What do you give up during your 21 days? I was like, marijuana and cocaine. <laughs> Her face dropped. She's like, oh. <laughs> you know, we fast those things. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is for you, but, but I just I encourage you like, we're in this together. We want to get out of lukewarm living in the, in the year 2021. I want to pray for you. I just want to challenge you, like, like whatever it is, maybe you need to leave a pain today of a past, and today you'd leave it right here. Maybe, maybe you need to leave a comfort. Even, maybe it's how you've worshipped God's been comfortable. Comfort of a denomination, comfort of a, of a certain people group that you've been comfortable around, comfort of a certain, you know, certain style of worship, whatever. I don't know. I'm going to leave it, God. We'll step into something unknown and maybe uncomfortable. And, and, and maybe you just, you just need to say, you know what, I'm leaving worry today. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much for the ability to, be, to receive counsel. I hope that people hear my heart of grace and love. I'm not, I'm not trying to pound them. I'm just trying to say, we got to get out of lukewarm living. If anybody's watching online, I, I just pray that if you need to leave pain of your past, or you, you need to leave your comfort zone, or you need to leave, you need to leave something, you need to leave worry. Come on, we've been inundated with worry and fear as the church. Come on, we're the people of faith. We're the Holy Spirit people. We're the people of God. We're the people with the living word of God. We're the people with the voice of God. We're the people with the gifts of God. We're the people that are generous. The greatest is the servant of all. We're the servants of God. What manner of love is this that we're called kids of God? We will not fear. We will not shrink back. The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. Lord, let us see ourselves for who we are. Lord, if we can see value in ourselves, we'll become all you've called us to be. I pray for people that maybe have no value in their heart today for who they are, that you would show them their infinite value. No one looking around, heads bowed, just for a second. If you say, you know what, pastor, I gotta leave it. 
I'm deciding today. I don't know what it is for you. I'm deciding right now. I'm just going to ask you. No one looking around. I'm not going to embarrass you. Would you put your hand up to me if you say, I'm going to leave it. I'm leaving it today. Just hands up right now. I'm leaving it right now. Bitterness, pain, hurt, comfort, worry. I'm leaving it. Come on, anybody in here. Pray for me, pastor. Include me in a prayer. I'm leaving it today. Father, you see our hands. I got my hand up. Lord, I'm leaving it. In January 2021, on the last day of the fast, Lord, we're leaving it in this place. We're leaving it at the altar, God. We leave it right now. Anybody online, we leave it right now. I'm leaving it. I'm leaving the hurt. I'm leaving that thought. I'm leaving the expectation that didn't come to pass. I'm leaving my own comfort. I'm leaving my own desires. I want your destiny, God. I'm leaving it today. I'm leaving it. Maybe, maybe it's just this. Maybe you're not leaving something behind. Maybe you're just leaving your life in his hands. Lord, I'm leaving it in your hands. I can't handle it, but you can. I worship you with my my heart to put it in your hands, God. I trust you. I trust you, God. Do work in our heart today as we leave it. Let us not have strings attached to it. Let us not be glued to it. Let us not walk out of here with a bungee cord on it. Lord, we cut every cord right now. We cut every tie right now. Our minds are free. Our emotions are free. They're real, but they're free. We recognize them and regulate them right now. Lord, thank you for the process of deliverance. Thank you for instantaneous deliverance, but thank you for the process that we walk out. Someone in here, God, I pray that you would give them the strength and boldness to walk out the process of deliverance so they would know they have authority over it in the next couple months. Authority comes from walking out the process. Lord, I thank you for the process today. And then maybe you're in this place and you just, you just never surrendered your life to God. I was in Home Depot several years ago when there was a guy walking around the aisles with some stuff in his hands and one of the workers came up to him and said, sir, can I help you find something? And he said, no, I'm just lost in general. Maybe some of you are in here today going, I'm, I'm just lost in general. I'll just tell you, maybe your hands are full and you're walking the aisles of life and you're going, I'm just, you know what you're looking for? God, Jesus. And the Bible says this, that literally if you give your life to him, not religion, not rules, not church. If you give your life to Jesus, you get a fresh start in God. Maybe some of you need a fresh start in God today. He's the answer. He took all of our shame, all of our guilt, all of our sin, nailed it all to a cross, came back to life to give us life. And maybe that's you today. I'm not gonna embarrass you or bring you forward. I'm just gonna ask you to put your hand up to me. I'm gonna pray a prayer. And if you wanna include it in that prayer, would you just slip your hand up? I I need a fresh start in God. Anybody in here? God bless you, sir. Thank you for your boldness. God bless you, sir. God bless you, young lady. Come on, anybody else? I need a fresh start in God. God bless you, sir. Come on, thank you for your boldness. Come on, church, pray. God bless you, young lady. Come on, thank you, God. We're leaving out of lukewarm. We need you. We need the cross. We need a fresh start, God. I'm gonna pray a prayer right now. And if you're online and you need a fresh start, just type fresh start in the chat. Let us know, I need a fresh start with God right now. We're here to pray for you. I'm gonna pray a simple prayer. There's no magic in the words. Just pray this prayer with me in my words or your own words. And I believe God's gonna invade your life right now and give you a fresh start. Father, thank you for sending your son, Jesus. Jesus, I believe that you came to this planet and you lived as God and you lived as man, you lived perfect. And I believe you went to a cross and you took all my shame and all my sin and all my guilt and you nailed it to a tree. I turned from that life and I turned to you today. Thank you for coming back to life and giving me a brand new heart and a brand new life. I make a decision today to surrender my life to you as my Lord and leader. Fill me with your spirit. I'll serve you the rest of my life in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, let's give God praise this morning all across this place. I'm so proud of you.